Are you ready to take the lead in the dance of life? Fall in love with who you are right now and find uninhibited joy every day? Then it's time for you to flaunt your smart, sexy, and spiritual self. Join radio host Laura Cheadle and learn how the five steps of flaunt can help you quit seeking approval, proving your worth, and release you from the judgment of others. Express all that you are, discover your naked self-worth, and finally, enjoy the life you've worked so hard to create. Hello, you are listening to Flaunt, build your dreams and live your sparkle. Flaunt is a radio show for women, there's men too, but it's mostly for women who are really ready to embrace life, to live life on their own terms, and to find the joy and the satisfaction and the enthusiasm for life that they always wished they would have. Now, whether you're experiencing some sort of transition like menopause, empty nesting, divorce, diagnosis, or just a career transition, or whether you're just thinking, you know what, now is my time. I really want to start feeling good. You are in the exact right place. Today's show is brought to you by Burlesque and Bubbly. Burlesque and Bubbly is a weekly dance class for women of all ages and sizes and abilities who just want to let go, get out of their head, into their heart, and enjoy the process of moving, which is in such perfect alignment with today's show. Today, we're going to talk about how to manage your menopause naturally. And my guest is Marion Stewart, who is the author of the book, Manage Your Menopause Naturally, The Six-Week Guide to Calming Hot Flashes and Night Sweats, Getting Your Sex Drive Back, Sharpening Memory, and Reclaiming Well-Being. And whether you are premenopausal, perimenopause, menopause, postmenopausal, the suggestions in this book truly will help you feel Amazing. So with that, let's dive right in. Welcome to the show, Marianne. Thank you so much. I'm so excited about our session today. Oh, I am too. Let's start with a little bit about your background. Who are you and why menopause? Well, I've been helping women going through PMS to start with for many years based on 200 medical papers that I found way back when, when I was working with a whole group of doctors in England. And we found that 94% of the women who went through our all natural program were symptom free within the space of four months, no matter how severely they suffered. And then eventually there were some publications on menopause and the natural approach in the early 90s. And so we tweaked the program and turned it into a menopause program. And I carried on helping people on a one-to-one. And I had a team of about 13 nurses and doctors and nutritionists. And we literally helped tens of thousands of people all around the world to manage their menopause naturally. And then about three years ago, somebody taught me how to make not being at all technical, <laughs> someone said, <laughs> invited me to this Facebook live course and um, showed me how to make films on my phone and to upload them to Facebook. And I did do that very um, reluctantly because I was, I was quite intimidated by talking to my phone in those days. And 
within the space of 12 weeks, over a million women saw those films. And I was inundated with extraordinary and needless suffering. It just made me weep and feel horrified. So we knew that over 90% of the women were symptom-free within five months. So I just thought, well, if I can help them to understand the science and how we do that, then it will be a good thing. And so we put together a six-week course and broke the research down into bite-sized modules. And we've been delivering it in various forms ever since. It's now tech-enabled, so it runs from your phone and any other device for that matter. And now we, I thought, well, I, why don't I write the book, which is effectively the course manual, so that women everywhere can have access to it instead of guessing what they should do because the research is so variable or just going on Google and just not knowing what to do and maybe investing badly into products on the shelves that don't even contain what they say on the label. So at least this way, we know that there's going to be a good story and they're going to maybe go from being in either preventing something or maybe even being in a bad place, getting through to feeling better than they can remember and having what I call a midlife refuel. And that's the key to everything. Ooh, I love that. Midlife refuel. Let's start, first of all, with something that you said about breaking the science down and understanding the science. On the one hand, there is science around it. It is. We, we know what it is. On the other hand, people are so different. How, how do you balance both of those things? Because sometimes things work for women, one woman and they don't work for another. And I know you said something in your book about, you know, women are different physically, emotionally, spiritually. And we all have different experiences, yet there are some common denominators. And, and how do you best, as a woman going through this, how do you best account for that? Well, the, the co if we talk about the common denominators, first of all, that's probably the easiest thing, because in the early days when we were treating women with PMS, we did five separate studies and they showed very clearly that between 50 to 80 percent of the women had low levels of important nutrients. So things like calcium, magnesium, iron, zinc, essential fatty acids, vitamin B, vitamin D and so on, were often in short supply. And as a result of that, it literally changes the color of the lenses through which you see the world. Hmm. And so you can feel depressed and anxious and have insomnia. And when you get to menopause, you can get panic attacks and palpitations and feel achy and all before your time and very switched off from the waist downwards. Our surveys, we've surveyed thousands and thousands of women. And in our relationship survey, we found that 70% of them said they feel switched off from the waist downwards and over 50% of them have vaginal dryness. So all of those things you don't need to have. You go in, when you've got low levels of nutrients, particularly if you've had a baby or two and done some breastfeeding or you've lived life in the fast lane and you've been forgetting to eat or dieting or whatever, as you get older, your nutrients become in a low range. And that leaves you in what I call economy mode. And when you're in economy mode, you can't really function very well. You're not likely to feel well in the short or the long term. It becomes really, really tricky. So that's one thing. And then the other common denom denominator is that we're as baby girls, we're born with millions of eggs that drop over time, especially around our monthly cycle in the hope of being fertilized. But when you get to your mid thirties, that reaches a peak. And then from down, it's downhill onwards after that. And so when you get into your 40s and early 50s, your ovaries are stopping functioning to the point where they stop altogether. And at that point, you've got empty estrogen receptors in the cells. 
And the brain doesn't understand that because 100 years or so ago, we weren't living much past 50. And so it wasn't really an issue. But now when 40 something represents halfway for so many of us, then it is important to get ourselves into really good shape. And so those are the two things going on in a woman's body. Now, the rest obviously is individual because you've got different medical history, you've got different tastes, you've, maybe you've had babies, maybe you haven't. You know, there's all sorts of things. Maybe you like cooking, maybe you hate it. So what we tend to do on the one-to-one is we tailor the program for each individual. And in the six-week course, the virtual course, we do that as well. So we tailor a program for each individual person, and then they come to the course to carry out that. And they still get some extra help as well. So what I've tried to do in the book is I've tried to make the journey a journey that women can use a, a bit like a research tool, if you like. So they can evaluate as they go through which what they need to do, which changes they need to make to their diet, lifestyles, which supplements they need to take according to their symptom set. And then they've got charts at the end of the book that they can write their information in. So by the time they get to the end, they've got a program that they've written for themselves based on what I've said during that. And, and again, that's going to be different for each individual, depending on their specific circumstances, medical history, symptom set, and so on. And that's how you get your individual recommendations. That absolutely makes sense. So the two common denominators, just to kind of refresh, are the low level of nutrients, just because of living. Yeah. And more recent research, apart from our own five studies, now shows that billions of women around the world have got nutritional deficiencies and much more so than men. So this is a real thing. And doctors are not talking about it. There was a, a survey published in 2019, a Mayo Clinic survey on doctors and gynecologists in the US, showing that only 7% of them feel adequately educated to help women going through menopause. Wow. I couldn't, like, when I first saw that, I just thought, that's insane. Do you know how women, you know, every woman's going to go through menopause. 20% of women don't get symptoms, but the rest do in varying degrees. And some of them get so badly affected that they feel that it's the end of life as they knew it. I mean, seriously. Yes. Yeah. I have recently joined, I'm 52. And fortunately I have, I've had very few symptoms, but I have joined several of the, you know, different Facebook communities and the, some of the stories that you hear I mean, people are like, I'd rather die than live this way. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is horrible. And two things around that. One, nutritional deficiencies don't only impact the menopausal symptoms, they impact your whole structure, your whole life, your whole way of being. Whether you're a man or a woman or whatever phase of life you're in, nutrition is just such a basic, basic thing. And what a shame that so many doctors don't feel qualified to manage menopause and or nutrition because that's the basis of all wellness. Well, what, yeah, and what I don't understand, if you think about it, you know, if you went to see a lawyer or an accountant for advice, you'd expect them to give you advice on everything that was published in their area. Mm -hmm. You go see a gynecologist, they haven't got a clue about many of these medical papers, and it just really defies me as how that's possible. And then how are the women supposed to manage? I mean, the, the current statistics show that one in four women are leaving the workplace because of their menopause. And in the UK, two months ago, there was um, a British medical 
Association's survey on doctors, female doctors, 90% of them said that menopause was a problem for them. And 45% said they were thinking of leaving the workplace or going part time. Do you know, and I'm, I'm reading this thinking, well, why haven't they read the research that I based my program on? Why aren't they even, even able to help themselves, let alone helping their patients? You know, this doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. And so at a time when we are the fastest growing sector in the workplace, Mm-hmm. And we're expected to work until our 70s, maybe now. How come no one is helping us to, and, and also Forbes, in 2019, Forbes said that menopause is costing $810 billion globally each year because of lost productivity and associated healthcare costs. So you'd think that you, we have started working with corporations. We've partnered with Virgin Care and we're working with some other companies. And we're hoping that we can really demonstrate how taking a group of women and helping them to get symptom free, which you can, will get that, their productivity back again. And so it's gonna be a win-win situation for the companies as well as the women, because it really is affecting their bottom line and they haven't got a clue at the moment what's going on under the radar. No, no. One of the things that I really appreciated in your book, well, there's a lot that I appreciated, but one of the things is how simple it is. It's not like, you know, you have to skip rope while chewing gum and rubbing your tummy and patting your head. The suggestions in here are basic. They're very common sense. This is a program that everybody can do. You don't have to be special. You don't have to have you know, a certain amount of money. You don't have to, this is simple. And yeah. when you think about $810 billion in lost cause and there's a simple natural fix. Why don't we know this? I know it is that, well, that is really what motivates me because I feel a deep sense of injustice for women. Yeah. And so this is a legacy piece uh, as far as I'm concerned, because there's also a lot of stigma attached to menopause still. And particularly in America, women think, mm, you know, you very happily shared that you're 52 and you're starting menopause. But a lot of women feel that they're too young. If you think about a few generations ago, women of our age look more like old ladies. Yeah. Whereas we're still youthful, we're exercising, we've just we've still got that lovely uh, zest for life if we feel well. Mm-hmm. And we know there's a lot of future to look forward to. And so it's really important. Women of our age are so wise. They've got so much to offer the world. And it's painful for me to watch them go downhill and the ripple effect that it has, not just to the economy, but to their relationships that fall over and the family and the woman herself when her self-esteem disappears. Do you know, and I know that that doesn't have to happen because what we see every single week of my working life is I see these amazing transformations, these women that felt even suicidal and curled up in a ball feeling that they couldn't, they couldn't function oh, anymore. Yeah. And they're going to leave the workplace because they can't string a sentence together or they can't remember someone's name or whatever it is. And they're scared. And even in the space of six weeks, even though it's a five month program, but now we're doing this six week course, even in the space of six weeks, we see this incredible transformation where they're sleeping at night. I spoke to a woman today on the phone who said she can't believe it. You know, she's sleeping all night and it's only been a few weeks. She can think clearly, her brain fog's gone. There's no anxiety and panic attacks anymore. You know, her flushes are gone. And it's just a whole different story when you learn to meet your needs. And not only do you need, as you said, it's not just about menopause because 
when we come out the end of menopause, I remember I was at the theatre in Australia. There was a show called Menopause the Musical, which yeah. many of you may have had the opportunity to see, but um, we didn't come to it till late in the party. But I was signing books at uh, the show in Western Australia, and I was in the foyer and I was listening to all these women going past, having conversations. And most of them were saying, been there, done that, and got the T-shirt. And they had no clue that the day after menopause, which is just the anniversary of your last period, hello, it's post-menopause, and you're going to stay post-menopausal for the rest of your life. And if you don't learn to meet your needs, you're going to have more chance of osteoporosis, the bone thinning disease, much more chance of heart disease, more so than men, and more chance of dementia and things like diabetes. But the research that we use for this program for menopause, much of it shows that you can prevent all those things if you know how to meet your needs. And so it's a great news story because it helps make longevity a much better experience for all of us. Yes. Let's start with some of the symptoms because I think as you were talking, so many women don't even know what a menopausal symptom might be. When you were saying they can't string a sentence together, they can't remember somebody's name, they leave the workforce. To me, that's almost like panic. I'm old, I'm done for. And I'm just wondering how many women out there listening might think, oh, I guess I really didn't know that. Because so many of us learn about menopause through our moms or through an older sister or a relative. And I think there's such misconception around that, that we sometimes just think, oh, it, I, I, don't, I don't have symptoms, but we really do have symptoms. It's just that we don't know that those symptoms are menopausal symptoms, if that makes any sense. A hundred percent does, yes. My, uh, my assistant, Julie, who works with me and uh, came to work with me four years ago, she didn't know she was perimenopausal. So perimenopause are the eight years leading up to menopause and menopause, the average age is 51. So in your forties, you're going through these changes. Now she didn't have hot flushes and night sweats, but she couldn't sleep for more than two hours at a stretch and she hadn't slept for years. Oh. And she had other symptoms like brain fog. And so she just thought that was part of getting old. Right. It happened to her mom Do you know, and other people in her family. And it wasn't until she heard me talking to people and we put this program together, the six week program, that she came on the first program and within the space of six weeks, she was sleeping through the night and her brain fog had gone. So it was, you're, you're quite right. Again, no one tells us. And sometimes what happens is women who have PMS, premenstrual syndrome, for a few days a month or a week a month, suddenly it feels like you've got PMS for two or three weeks a month. Do you know, and you have absolutely no idea what's really going on in your body. It just seems to have got out of control like a runaway train. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then we we that that normalizes. I, this is just how I feel. I just feel bad all the time, and we don't even realize that we've slowly lowered that bar, and that we're not supposed to feel that way. And then a lot of women go to their doctor. And in our latest survey on eleven hundred women, we found that thirty-seven percent of them were given antidepressants and 84% of them didn't feel that was appropriate because they didn't have clinical depression. And 41% were given hormone replacement therapy and 14% were too scared to take it. And the ones who did take it, 61% of them came off because of adverse side effects and then they were left. So it's not, you know, it, it, it's just women are left in this really bad place. That's why yeah. I wrote the book. 
because I just feel it has, we've got to change the paradigm. We've got to get women to understand and everyone to understand that all women need is this midlife refuel. If they get their nutrients back into an optimum range, if they learn to consume mother nature's estrogen little and often, they can fool the brain into thinking they've got normal circulating estrogen again because the receptor sites are satisfied. And that was the place I wanted to go to next. The first thing was low nutritional levels, nutrient deficiencies. And the second was empty receptor site. So is it's the phytoestrogens that you can trick the brain? Say more about that. Yes. So when you've got circulating estrogen, when you're still having your period, then you've got estrogen going into these receptors in your cells all the time. And everything stays on an even keel. You feel okay if you're in good nutritional shape, make that caveat. Um, Your bone mass, you're losing about 3% a year and you're making 3% a year. So that stays in even balance. You're protected from heart disease and dementia and all of that stuff. When your estrogen levels fall because your ovaries are no longer functioning, then those receptor sites are empty, if you remember. So now you've got different ways to fill that that you can do nothing, obviously. If you do nothing, then the brain is so hungry, it will hunt around for any estrogen it can find. And you've got the harmful environmental estrogen that comes from pesticides, pollutions, and toxic waste that cause uh, increase in the risk of things like breast cancer. So those nasty things will find their way into the receptor sites and put you at danger. So that's not a good idea. You can choose to take hormone replacement therapy if you want to, but we don't use that because we don't need to. And, or you can take mother nature's Eastern. Now, if you had a, let's say um, an egg and spoon race and you had in one lane, you had mother nature's Eastern, another lane, you had hormone replacement therapy. And in the other lane, you've got these harmful environmental estrogens, then mother nature's Eastern wins. That's how mother nature programs it. So jumps into the receptor site, seals it off. So none of the harmful estrogen can get in. And if you are taking HRT, then that becomes redundant because you're satisfying the estrogen receptor sites naturally. And that, because it looks so, Mother Nature's estrogen looks so similar under the microscope to estradiol, which you have circulating before menopause, that you can literally fool the brain into thinking you've got normal circulating estrogen again. And not only does it make you feel better from the inside out, and the factory lights go back on again. So you start making new bone cells and the mucus cells in the vagina and all of the nice things that happened to you before. But also you, the research so shows that it can affect your skin, hair and nails. Ooh. So your skin starts to glow. The depths of the wrinkles, I call wisdom stripes, decrease dramatically. And your hair starts growing and looking shiny again and your nails get strong and so on. So it has a lovely effect and helps our self-esteem to, uh, and also helps us to keep our hourglass shape as opposed to having that apple shape with all the fat around the middle that we tend to get as we go through menopause. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a, this is a big one because so many people, so many listeners out there, I'm sure is saying, yes, I want that. I want the hair, I want the skin, I want the hourglass figure, I want all of that. So what kind of a pill do I take? (laughs) Well, it isn't a magic pill, that's the unfortunate (laughs) thing. So I describe my program as a pie and it's got all these little slices and you've got to have a taste of each to make sure. So the program really, there's research attached to everything, but to keep it really simple, we're teaching women how to get their nutrients back into an optimum range and taking out 
foods and drinks in the short term that impede the absorption of those nutrients so that they stand a fighting chance of having their refuel. We're teaching them about Mother Nature's estrogen so they can consume that little and often because the receptor sites don't stay full for very long. Uh, there's chapter four in the book is all about supplements, but they're science-based supplements. They've been through clinical trials, so they've been shown to be safe and effective, and you can choose the ones that match your symptom set. So that's the, the next part of it. And then doing some formal relaxation, because that helps not just to rewire your brain and rest you and make you less anxious and stressed, but it also really helps to control the flashes and night sweats by 50 to 60%. And then doing some exercise according to your fitness level. So it's not running a marathon necessarily, but it could be, um, I heard you talking to Kim Corbin about skipping. I yeah. love skipping, but it could be anything. It could be dancing to your favorite music or anything that you enjoy doing to actually stimulate the release of endorphins, those feel-good hormones that make you feel better, so happier less depressed and moody, but also stimulate your brain with oxygen so that you get rid of the brain fog. And also as you get older, your metabolism slows down. That's the rate at which your body ticks over. And so exercise helps to speed that up. And so we find that women lose weight on our program without dieting. So even in the six weeks, they lose between seven and 14 pounds without even looking at how much they're eating. Yeah. And I'm flipping through the book right now, looking the, at the recipe section, because something that I appreciate um, is these recipes. They're, they're just good recipes. And it's not something that you have to go to the store and say, I don't know what this is and how do I do this? And, and I don't have an extra two hours in my day to cook it. These are just great, normal recipes that are good and easy. And even if you think this isn't the way that I would normally eat. Looking at these really makes me think that after you've tried them, these are things that you are just going to naturally want to eat anyway, because they're good. Yes. But also I should say that some women are allergic to cooking. You know, they don't, they hate cooking. They don't want to spend time cooking. So what I've got in there too is fast options that yeah. you can literally go and buy. You don't need to spend a lot of time preparing and shopping lists of what you need to get with brand names so that you, it just makes it really easy. It's easy. Uh, you know, whether you're, you've got time at home to cook and you like doing that kind of thing or whether you're busy and it's not your thing, you can still find a way through this that's going to give you the, the nutrients and the naturally occurring estrogen without having to guess that you're getting it. And the good thing is that on the six-week course, we see – the women look very dubious in the beginning. <laughs> and obviously I ask them to trust me and just follow my recommendations. Within week three or four, they start to completely change. You see them smiling, you see their, their skin start glowing. You know, they start to see that there's a big fat light at the end of the tunnel. And by the time they get through to six weeks, they know that they're on the right track and that they're going to really re not just reclaim their well-being but they're going to feel better than they can remember because as women yeah. we do everything for everyone else and we leave ourselves with bottom of our priority list and so it's not really till we fall over that we absolutely have to do something for ourselves exactly now i know there's a question or i've got a question about some of the diet if you are a mom or a wife or you're cooking for men in the house is this a safe diet for men as well? Absolutely. 
So if you think about the only reason you may be thinking it isn't safe, you're thinking about soy and that it affects your hormones and that kind of other things that affect your hormones. If you think about Asian communities, they have consumed this kind of diet for centuries. Mm. And, you know, men don't grow breasts and nothing weird happens. And even children, it's fine. And what I tend to, um, again, suggest is, for example, to save making multiple meals, that if, for example, you're making, let's say, a spaghetti bolognese sauce, instead of just using all meat in it, you can use some texture vegetarian protein, which is soy. You use half and half. No one in the family is going to even suspect because it's still going to taste the same. And yet you're getting some. So there are all sorts of tips and tricks of how you do this. And obviously, you don't have you're not sharing all your meals mainly with family. You can have your own breakfast with lunch. You can just throw some edamame beans on your salad or whatever. You know, there are just ways of doing it that doesn't have to upset anything. Yeah, exactly. Now, I want to take a quick, a quick pause from our conversation, which I'm absolutely loving. But I want to go through this uh, on page 20, you talk about assessing your symptoms. And I just want to say these symptoms out loud for anybody in the audience who is thinking, I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. It's a hot flash, whatever. So much more than that. Hot flash or hot flushes in the UK, night sweats, vaginal dryness, anxiety, irregular or heavy periods, frequent need to urinate, stress incontinence. And that's like if you're laughing or jumping on the trampoline or coughing or sneezing and a little urine leaks out, forgetfulness, depression, loss of confidence. And I want to come back to that. Trouble concentrating, difficulty sleeping, aches and joint pain. You're not just old. (laughs) That's a menopause thing heart palpitations, panic attacks, headaches, loss of sex drive, painful sex, mood swings, fatigue, weight gain, and bloating. I mean, that's a pretty, a pretty all-encompassing list. And I'm willing to bet that there's listeners out there thinking, oh, joint pain? Huh, I didn't know that was a thing. Or fatigue? Hmm, I wonder. And then the thing I wanted to come back to was that loss of confidence. There's also a section in the book about your attitude and your beliefs around aging and menopause. And, you know, that's the crux of my work is that whole self-esteem piece, that identity piece, that knowing who you are. And that's what I want to talk about next. Menopause has such a stigma for so many people. And it is just a normal transition, but it's that belief that I'm old, I'm used up, I'm dried up, I'm no longer useful. Can you talk more about some of those negative beliefs around menopause? Yes, I can. It's just, if you think about nutritional deficiencies and how they affect us, even just taking that for a minute, as I said before, it changes the color of the lenses through which you see the world. So it can make you feel depressed and hopeless and tired and achy Mm -hmm. and certainly anything but sexy, do you know? And that's not gonna be good. And then in addition to that, you've got the falling levels of estrogen. So you're drying up in important places. So if you've got vaginal dryness and your libido's disappeared, which it probably will have in economy mode, 
then you've got your relationship may be threatened. We, we did a big relationship survey on about 1,200 women, and they were scared, a lot of them. They felt isolated. They didn't want to communicate with their partners. They were afraid their partner would go and choose someone else. And they felt that what was happening to them was a life sentence and that they didn't, the, the thing that really comes across from every single survey we've ever done is that women haven't got the faintest clue that they can do a U-turn yes. in their well-being. They do not have that. And so if all this book does is it gives people hope that they can feel well again, that there is life after the, the you know, from midlife onwards, you can feel you can actually feel better than you can remember. You can feel sexier. You can have better sex. You can just strut your stuff. You can reinvent yourself. You can do whatever you want because you're confident, you're wise, and now you're well as well. Mm -hmm. And that's so true and that's so powerful. And what you said that women don't have the faintest clue that they can do a U-turn. Yes. Oh my gosh, we can do U-turns <laughs> every, every six months if we need to because that's part of the process figuring out what works, you know, this kind of exercise doesn't work for me. This kind does this kind of diet. I don't enjoy this kind. I feel better on there's such, there's so much to be said for experimenting and being curious and trying. And that's one of the things that I also appreciate about your book, six weeks, six weeks. is not hard. Try it. And also it's based on published research. So every bit of it, what I try and do is thread the research through the book so it's in usable form but at the back of the book i've got all the medical references and so it's safe to do because a lot of the diets out there that people choose to follow or <clears throat> just don't really help in terms of giving them maybe give them less of the nutrients that they're lacking so it can right. make them even worse and some of the pills that you can reach for on the high street shelves the research shows they don't even contain what they say on the label and that's another horrifying story no, that is a total horrifying story. Part of all of this is to recapture the joy, to reclaim the you know level of enthusiasm and just fun to feel good. And what I'd like to do now is talk you through the five steps of flaunt and have you give your take on each step in terms of the menopausal journey. Right. Flaunt, okay, flaunt is an acronym. It stands for find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. When you're talking about the problems that come from menopause, finding your fetish, finding that sense of joy, doing what you want to do seems like such an important first step. And like you said, women are always putting themselves on the back burner. What are your words of wisdom around finding your fetish, taking care of yourself and putting yourself back on your own to-do list? I think it's a question of giving yourself permission. First of all, you have to know it's possible. Hmm. Now you know it's possible. You've got to then give yourself permission because it takes a few months and you're going to have to invest a bit of time in yourself. And I go into detail in the book about having conversations with people like your partner or people in your family. So that they understand that this is a transition. It's not a life sentence. And that if you get the right ingredients during the transition, you're going to come out the end of it feeling so much better, which is going to pay dividends for everybody you come into contact with. 
So I think that's the very first thing. And when women get started, I see that they're really operating with trust because they're believing me or not in the beginning. But once, as I said, they get a few weeks down the line and they start to feel better, then they're motivated because they know that they're getting the payback and then it becomes easier. And then the other thing to bear in mind is that once you feel better, because we're all human and then you suddenly feel, think to yourself, oh, I'm okay now, I don't need to carry on doing this. That's the big mistake because you do need to find the short term, it, maybe uh, you have to give up a few things and try different things and so on. In the longer term, it becomes more like your old regime with a few twists and turns, but you still do need to follow certainly taking into your body naturally occurring estrogen and things like that because you're never going to have your ovaries are never going to start anytime soon yeah. and unless you get good nutrients into your body on a regular basis you're going to have the challenges of old age and they will win if you don't do something proactive yeah. so i think it's just my experience though is when women get the knowledge they really run with it the yeah. thing that's lacking at the moment is they don't have the information Good point. Good point. The L is for laugh out loud. And I was thinking that's a, especially appropriate for your chapter on menopause in the workplace, because sometimes we are a train wreck. <laughs> we don't feel good. We can't think we're exhausted and it's really awkward. And there is embarrassment around that. And what is the role of humor and laughing out loud when you're experiencing symptoms and you can't quite get everything flowing. What's the role of laughter in a successfully managing your menopause? I think that if you've got low levels of nutrients, it becomes hard to laugh out loud because what women describe is that they flatline yeah. and that they know they're in a situation where they know they could be experiencing joy under normal circumstances, but they can't bring themselves to experience joy. And the same is true for high cortisol. So during these COVID times, when people are stressed and their cortisol level is up, that's their stress hormone, that can also make them feel that they're flatlining. So laughter and joy are the key to happiness. That's for sure. That's another whole conversation, but I'm absolutely certain about that. And that's probably the most important goal in the long term. So I think it's for women, what I suggest they do in the short term is hang out with their girlfriends. You know, remember the old times, laugh out loud, do some laughter yoga, watch a funny movie. Do you know, do anything that's going to make your heart sing mm -hmm. and say no to the things that make your heart sink. Yeah. And that way you're going to experience joy more quickly. And when you find yourself feeling down in the short term, maybe make a list of all the things that make you feel good and turn to that list and switch on to something. I had something happen to me um, a few weeks ago. I was meant to have this article I'd written for the Daily Mail, um, which was eventually called Menopause Face. And it was meant to be going in the paper. And the night before they decided, it was just when COVID and UK was being locked down and they pulled it the night before. Mm. And I was really upset. And I was sitting at my desk feeling really upset. And you could just feel how your whole, everything changes. You go from feeling kind of excited and enthusiastic to feeling this kind of dark place, you know, and thinking, oh, I did all that work and so on and so on. 
So I just thought, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to take myself away from my desk. I went inside. I put on an old funny movie that I've watched before, a a rom-com. I got my knitting out and I just sat there. When my husband came home from work, he looked at me as if to say, what are you doing? But by that time, I was back to feeling really happy again. Do you know, and actually they did publish the article the week after, so it was all all right. But, do you know, sometimes you've got to take yourself in hand and be your own parent and think to yourself, you know, I'm not feeling so good now. That's human. We can't all feel good all the time. And I need to do something nice for myself that's going to bring my tone back up into a good range again. And that's that's what people need to do. They need to really step outside themselves. And it's hard to do that when you're running on empty, though. So you need to start having the refuel so that it is possible to experience joy. Mm -hmm. Such an important thing that you said, that it's hard to do that when you're at that low nutrient level. And I just wanted to point out to listeners who might be thinking, yeah, I can relate to that flatlining and eh, happiness, whatever. It's not over. (laughs) You can reset yourself. And that leads perfectly into that next step, AU, which is accept unconditionally. Sometimes we have to accept unconditionally. I've got low nutrients. My estrogen receptor sites are empty. I'm not feeling good. I'm not positive. I don't like where I'm at. I can either stay here and accept unconditionally and not change it, or I can accept unconditionally that I'm here. And there are tools, there are books that I can read, there are programs that I can do, and I can make myself feel better. In regards to menopause, I think sometimes there's such a struggle. People, women don't want to say, oh, I'm old, I'm menopausal, blah, 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 blah. But like you said earlier, sometimes when you can just say, hey, I'm 52 and I'm postmenopausal and I got through it, there's such freedom in that. Why do you think it's so hard for women to accept menopause? I think that because we weren't living much past 50, 100 years or so ago, women didn't have to live through it. That's the first thing. And then if you look at when I think about my grandmother and her sisters, they were like a bunch of old ladies with their funny, you know, permed hair and strange highlights and baggy dresses. <laughs> and we're not like that anymore. Do you know, we like to strip off and go on the beach and, and when we get the chance. And we like to wear the little black number and still turn heads. Yeah. And that is, isn't going to go away unless you're feeling bad, in which case your headlamp switches off. And so the whole point of this really is to get your lamp back on again and get all those little factories that work in your body to make the cells that you need to keep you sharp and energetic and moist Mm -hmm. and so on in really in an optimum level that so that you can actually feel really good. And I think that just knowing that it's possible sometimes makes women cry because they had no idea they were in, they were feeling hopeless and now they've got hope in their heart. Mm, I love that. The N is for navigating the negative, and that hope is just about that. The best way to navigate negative is hope. I can do something, and I can feel better. Can you talk a little bit about post-menopause? What is life post-menopause? Because like you said, the day after that one-year anniversary, you're post-menopausal. But I think sometimes women think, oh, that means I go back to normal. (laughs) talk about that well unfortunately that's a that is a serious misconception 
Um, because more and more is being asked of us, like staying in the workplace for longer, and obviously we want to stay active if we've got grandchildren or partners, and we want to be more active if we finish work and enjoy ourselves. You can't do that if you're not feeling well. And it's about, it's as well, I, what I like to think is that I get women to the start, they're back to the starting gate. And then, you know, people like you and other coaches take them on and help them to fill their blank canvas. So I just touch on that in the book. And there's a whole section in there. Towards the end of the six-week course, we're looking at mindset and we're looking at visioning and designing the life of your dreams. And then looking at how do you manifest that so that you can live life the way you want. And whether it's work or leisure or whatever it is, you're doing the things that you really want to do that fill you up, but you're well again and you're not overwhelmed by symptoms. And so you can start to think, okay, what am I going to put on this blank canvas? And it becomes really positive and a happy time in your life that you can be the person that you're meant to be. Yeah, beautifully said. The T in flaunt is trust in your truth. And your book very beautifully keeps individual truth, I think, at the center of so many different things. We all have different symptoms. We all have different life experiences. Here's two of the common denominators, the nutritional deficiencies and the empty receptor site. But beyond that, here is that blank canvas and you can do anything with it. Will you share with us, what is your truth? What is your most deep, beautiful truth as a woman, as a leader in this natural menopause area? What is your truth? I think I'm driven by, uh, as I said before, the sense of injustice. And so for me, when I look back on my life, because I've done quite, I, I ran the advisory service for all those years, helping women with PMS who were really broken and had broken relationships. And I did that really feeling that I wanted to correct the injustice. And then um, I lost my 21 year old daughter who was given a, a legal high, which I think in America you call bath salts. And I ended up running a campaign for six years and we raised awareness and we got a new bill in place in England and we shut down all the outlets and we saved countless young lives and kept families whole. So I think that the thing for me is I see when I came back after six years of campaigning and I saw that women going through menopause, I looked at the research and I, I saw what was going on 25, 26 years after I started helping women, it's no different. And so I am driven by the injustice and wanting to put that right so that women can give to the world what they need to give to the world. And goodness only knows this world is in trouble at the moment and it needs all the wisdom it can get. And I just feel that's what makes me high, just helping other people and just pointing them in the right direction, giving them hands-on support when they need it and just making sure that they can have a good and wholesome life and be as productive as possible. So that's, that's the, the, I mean, obviously I get joy from a number of other things my family and and my little puppy and exercise and you know all the things I love doing for myself but my real truth is I feel like I'm on a mission to be honest mm -hmm. to just right the wrong for women 
and I don't really want to retire from my career until I've actually got the legacy in place so that women, not just menopausal women, but women all through their lives come to understand because we're born with this body that has no manual. And so when we have our periods or we have babies and then we get postnatal depression, you don't need to get that if you're in good shape and you don't need to get PMS either. And so, and things like fibroids and endometriosis and all of that stuff, you can prevent all that. So it's just knowing that there are tools out there and so that's my important mission, I think. And um, that's really kind of who I am. I think if I just retired and stopped doing this, I don't think I'd be half as happy and fulfilled as I am at the moment. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That's a beautiful mission. And the word injustice speaks to me so much because as a former corporate attorney, that's why I went to law school was I wanted to create justice in the world. And it was interesting because I saw that in order for me to bring justice to the world, working in the legal field wasn't it. <laughs> and that's what I see in you. It's, it's a different area, but it does the most good. It's yeah. not campaigning. It's that grassroots education. It's not taking down the medical field or you know anything like that. It's putting the information out there. And you said, our bodies don't have user's manuals. Oh my goodness, so true. And while there hasn't been a lot of individual research on women as opposed to on men, there has been enough research that we do know. It just needs to get out there. Well, some people know, (laughs) that's the thing. And not enough people know. And certainly the women are not aware and most doctors aren't either. And that's the saddest thing because I guess there must be some kind of pharma agenda somewhere along the line. Uh, I don't know why doctors are still not educated at this point. It just doesn't make any sense when there are literally tens of thousands of medical papers published on the subject. And yet we're still here with medical students, undergraduates still not getting trained. Yes, especially the female, you know, doctors who are experiencing menopause themselves or who will experience that's, It's a conundrum. I don't quite understand that. But thank you as a fellow woman. Thank you for carrying this torch for all of us. Yeah, that's my pleasure. As I said, it's just it's so rewarding. I feel so lucky to have my day job because I see these amazing transformations. You know, in the book, I've got all sorts of stories, women's stories. And um, I try and put those in all my books. And these are women that come through the course And they want to share their story with other women in the hope of helping them to have hope. And one of them is um, a professor who I met at a menopause conference because she was one of the co-authors of the Government in the Workplace report on menopause in 2017. And I met her at a conference the following year. And she told me that she thought she had early Alzheimer's. She couldn't remember anything. She couldn't string a sentence together. She couldn't remember her colleagues' names. And she was depressed and tired. She had spots on her face for the first time in her life and she was constipated. And she said, I honestly think I'm gonna have to leave the workplace. And I said, come on my program, just come on my program, just give it a chance. And she did. And honestly, within six to eight weeks, I can't remember exactly how long, all her symptoms had gone. Her brain fog went, her spots cleared up. 
she got back to having good energy and we made a film with her last year and she described herself as practically a new woman with a great big smile on her face. And she's now been made head of department at her university. So instead of leaving the workplace, there she is with all her wisdom, mm -hmm. able to carry on being her best self. And that's the most important thing. There is another woman in there who's a midwife who she got signed off work because she couldn't, she just couldn't function. She had a breakdown. She literally yeah. had a breakdown. Now she's back in the workplace. She's leading a team of younger midwives. She's delivering babies. She's having an absolute ball. Do you know, these women have got such special things to bring to the world. And it's so important that they stay in good shape so that they can do that. Yeah. So listeners, if you are listening to this, I'm just bringing, I'm just bringing this on all of you at the same time right here. I just started my 12, um, 90 day, 12 week free to flaunt program. And that's all about clarity and confidence and compassion for yourself. And I include fitness and I include diet and I include nutrition. What I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend this book to everybody in my free to flaunt program. And we're going to do this six weeks. I'm going to try to encourage people to get the book and to go through this six week program as part of my 90 day program, because everybody in that group right now is a midlife woman and whether they're symptom free or totally feeling the pain of menopause, this program is absolutely going to help. So listeners, if you are already not a part of that, jump onto my website, Laura Cheadle, L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. Under the work with me tab, there's the free to flaunt program. Grab that because we're going to do this and you still have time to join us. Even if you don't feel like joining us for that full program, which would make me sad, pick <laughs> up Marion's book, Manage Your Menopause Naturally, The Six-Week Guide to Calming Hot Flashes and Night Sweats, Getting Your Sex Drive Back, sharpening memory and reclaiming well-being because you're going to feel better and it's all about feeling better and in my flaunt flock facebook group i'm absolutely going to continue sharing around this program so jump on the flaunt flock do the 90-day program pick up her book however you're feeling this is such an incredible program. I do guarantee that you are going to feel better. The, so other, thing, the other thing as well is we've also got our Midlife Refuel Club, which is free. And so if they get the book, they can come every week. I do a live session so they can come and get their questions answered. Yes, yes, so just yes, yes. Go to my website, which is just marionstuart.com. Perfect. And that was the next thing I was going to ask is where can they find you? Where can they find your full program? How can they do all of this? Yes. Yeah, so we do. So I recommend the book for people that are suffering mildly to moderately. And maybe, you know, if you're suffering really severely and you need some extra help, then we do have the virtual six week course. And that's where we tailor make the, or I tailor make the program for each individual and then hands on with them for six weeks. So you can find out about that at the website, it's marionstuart.com. My name is spelled slightly strange way. So it's M-A-R-Y-O-N-S-T-E-W-A-R-T.com. And all the information is there. Plus you can just click and join the Midlife Refuel Club. It's completely free. And you can, there's tons of other content in there. Plus we do the live session every week. So everyone can get help, whether it's a bit of self-help or, some hands-on help. It's all there. Yeah. Well, I, love, I love the sound of your course. It sounds amazing. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a U-turn you need or just a little tweak in your direction, this app, absolutely perfect. Thank you so much for being here. Listeners, thank you for joining us. Please give this some thought. Figure out where you're at with your symptoms. Check out Marion's website and have an amazing week. And as usual, always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough. Tune in next time to Flaunt. Build your dreams, live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. Overcome the need to please and find the uninhibited joy of being exactly who you are right now. Come find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more and get your free gift at lauracheadle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com.